Very truly, I tell you, anyone who does not enter the sheepfold by the gate but climbs in by any other way is a thief and a bandit. One who enters the gate is the shepherd of the sheep. The gatekeeper opens the gate for him, and the sheep hear his voice. He calls his own sheep by name and leads them out. When he has brought out all his own, he goes ahead of them, and the sheep follow him because they know his voice. They will not follow a stranger, but they will run from him because they do not know the voice of strangers. Jesus used this figure of speech with them, and they did not understand what he was saying to them. So again Jesus said to them, Very truly I tell you, I am the gate for the sheep. All who came before me are thieves and bandits, but the sheep did not listen to them. I am the gate. Whoever enters by me will be saved and will come in and go out and find pasture. The thief comes only to steal and kill and destroy. I came that they may have life and have it abundantly. I am the good shepherd. The good shepherd lays down his life for the sheep. The hired hand, who is not the shepherd and does not own the sheep, sees the wolf coming and leaves the sheep and runs away. And the wolf snatches them and scatters them. The hired hand runs away because a hired hand does not care for the sheep. I am the good shepherd. I know my own, and my own know me. Just as the Father knows me, and I know the Father, and I lay down my life for the sheep. I have other sheep that do not belong to this fold. I must bring them also, and they will listen to my voice. So there will be one flock, one shepherd. For this reason the Father loves me, because I lay down my life in order to take it up again. No one takes it from me, but I lay it down of my own accord. I have power to lay it down, and I have power to take it up again. I have received this command from my Father. Again the Jews were divided because of these words. Many of them were saying, Has a demon... And is he out of his mind? Why listen to him? Others were saying, These are not the words of one who has a demon. Can a demon open the eyes of the blind? Hear the word of the Lord. Uh, my sheep, uh, I call them by name. My sheep, uh, they know me and I know them. They will not follow the voice of another. Uh, this is Jesus, the Good Shepherd, who calls us by name, who calls us and leads us. We're, we're talking about habits that we can put in place uh, for us to be God's missional people in this world. And this morning, the habit that we're putting in place is the habit of listening to him. Uh, so how does the voice of God bring shape to the missional path of the people of God? Uh, well, he leads us. Uh, wide is the road that leads to destruction. Narrow is the road that leads to life 
as we follow him. His voice is the one that leads us onto his path. His voice is the one that calls us, encourages us, opens our hearts, that we would know him and love him and know that we are loved by him. His voice is the one that picks us up, the one that calls us forward, the one that spoke creation into being and leads us into eternity. His voice is the one that calls out to those who aren't yet following him. Come, follow me. His voice leads us to be the people that reach the lost. There's so many different options in life. His voice is the one that leads us to the option that he has for us. Uh, right near the beginning of the Bible, the, the people of God uh, hear the voice of God and they're given this opportunity to hear from God again. Uh, but their response when they're given a, this opportunity in Deuteronomy to hear from God again is, well, we've heard from God once. Uh, his voice thundered, uh, we didn't die. Have you, do you know anyone that's heard from God and hasn't died? No, I'm not sure. Do you? No, I'm not sure. Okay, therefore, let's not hear from God again. Moses, you go up and hear from God on behalf of us. Now, the, the result of them uh, not going up to the mountain was they, they walked around in the desert for 40 years. Moses brought down uh, laws and they said, you go up, hear from us and bring it back to us and we'll do exactly what you tell us to do. <laughs> they didn't do it. They, they didn't. They, they spent 40 years wandering around in circles in the desert. You see, the voice of God is the one that disrupts the circles that we run in to bring us on the path of life. Would it have been a different story if they all went up to the mountain and heard from God themselves? I, I'm sure it would have been different at some level. God's plan for us in life is that we would hear his voice and it would disrupt us to the point of following his way in this world. Why would we want to hear from God? Because when God speaks to us, it unlocks our hearts. I, I see what God does when he gives the particular word in season in someone's life. And it, and it does for people what a thousand words uh, years with a psychologist can't do in a moment. God is able to do in a moment what might take us years to achieve. God helps us to understand purpose, to find identity. He realigns us with the path that he's prepared us for through his voice. He leads us. Uh, kind of like when you're driving in the car and the, the GPS says to you, uh, you've gone too far, do a U-turn and go back. His voice is the one that leads us back on the right path when we've strayed. His voice is the one that encourages us when we're finding life difficult. He speaks to us in lots of different ways. He speaks to us through his word, through his people, through his spirit, uh, through things, uh, movies, whether it's secular or Christian, God can use all of our senses to speak to us. All of our senses to speak to us. Let me tell you a story that might uh, make you question 
whether you've heard from God before or missed it. Uh, I was uh, out one night and I got home. And as I walked into the house, I could smell something. I'm like, oh, what's Katie been baking? I went up and found Katie and I said, what have you been cooking? It smells really good. And she said to me, I haven't been cooking anything. And right then it, it dropped. It dropped in my heart. She's pregnant. I, I said, Katie, are you pregnant? She's like, I'm not sure. Let's do a test. And it was about as early as you can test for pregnancy. And she was pregnant. What did I smell? Something with my senses. God wanted to speak. Now, that was unfortunately ended in a miscarriage. But that opened my eyes to the fact that God can speak in far more ways than we necessarily understand. You know the way Jesus lived? He lived this way. It says in John 12, 50, I know that his command, his Father in heaven's command, leads to eternal life. So whatever I say is just what the Father has told me to say. So when Jesus spoke and he encouraged people and he told parables, he spoke echoing the voice of his Father in heaven. That, that's how his ministry was lived. John 5.19, very truly I tell you, the Son can do nothing by himself. He can do only what he sees his Father doing. Because whatever the Father does, the Son also does. So Jesus saw what his Father in heaven was up to. And he partnered with that. He, he did uh, what he saw his Father doing. He worked where he saw his Father in heaven at work. And so, if Jesus, the Son of God, needed to know how to hear God's voice, what makes us think we'll be fine without it? And now you might say, well, that was Jesus. I'm not Jesus. He's the Savior of the world. He's the Son of God. I'm not Jesus. But what does it say in John 10, 27? My sheep listen to my voice. I know them, and they follow me. My sheep listen to my voice. I know them, and they follow me. Everyone say, bah. bah. We're sheep. We're sheep. He calls us by name. He's the shepherd. We're sheep. We're called to follow his voice, to learn what it looks like to be a sheep after the shepherd, to discern his voice in the midst of many voices. It says, in, uh, it says in John, he calls his sheep by name. Uh, think about how he called Zacchaeus down from the tree. He had met Zacchaeus before, but he calls him down by name. There's so many examples where Jesus knows what is in someone's heart. Why? Because his father has revealed it to him. Knows people by name. Why? Because his father has revealed it to, to him as well. And he calls us to listen to his voice and to follow him, to be led by him. He, he says, I'm going away, but don't worry, because I'm going to send you another helper, the advocate, the Holy Spirit, and he will guide you into all truth. How, how does he do that? He does that through the word, but he also does that by his spirit. In, in 1 Corinthians 2, we read this. What, I, what no eye has seen, what no ear has heard, and what no human mind has conceived... The things God has prepared for those who love him, these are the things God has revealed to us by his Spirit. The Spirit searches all things, even the deep things of God, for who knows a person's thoughts except their own spirit within them. 
In the same way, no one knows the thoughts of God except the Spirit of God. What we have received is not the Spirit of the world, but the Spirit who is from God, so that we may understand what God has freely given us. This is what we speak, not in words taught us by human wisdom, but in words taught by the Spirit, explaining spiritual realities with Spirit-taught words. The person without the Spirit does not accept the things that come from the Spirit of God, but considers them foolishness and cannot understand them, because things are discerned only through the Spirit. So if you're a Christian, you've received the Holy Spirit to live in you. The Spirit is the interpreter. The, one, the Spirit is the one that sweeps you up in relationship with your Father in heaven. The, the Spirit is the one who teaches you and leads you in order that you as a sheep may hear your shepherd. I wonder if you have thought that as we meet here, uh, there's radio waves going everywhere. Uh, as I speak now, my voice is being communicated over radio waves to a receiver. God's always speaking. Since the beginning of time, God has not stopped speaking. God spoke creation into existence. And as he continues to speak, he continues to create in this world. Uh, we are the product of his voice. So it's not that God's not speaking if we struggle to hear from God. If we struggle to hear from God, it's not that he's not speaking. It's maybe that we just haven't tuned our radio to the right channel. We hear lots of voices in this world, but his sheep know him and hear his voice. So for us as Christians, learning to hear from God is a journey of learning to tune in to his voice in the midst of many voices that surround us. Uh, Alan Jones says, uh, sometimes we would rather him speak the way we listen than for us to listen the way he speaks. That's true. Uh, when, when I'm going through a process of, of decision, I'll often remind God, uh, I'm, I'm really thick, uh, I need you to make it really obvious, <laughs> and I need you to speak really loudly. Now, if you hear God speak to you really loudly like a booming voice, uh, let me assure you that the calling that comes with it is going to be significant. If he speaks to you in a burning bush, it's probably because you're going to lead a nation. <laughs> So if God doesn't speak to you in that way, it's not because he's not wanting to speak to you. It's maybe that he's just wanting you to learn to listen to his voice in the way that he's actually wanting to speak to you in the time or season. To pay attention to what's going on in your sight, your smell, your, uh, your body. How is God wanting to speak to you? How is he prompting you? How is he drawing and leading you? Uh, my confidence uh, is that as we meet on a Sunday, that, that as I speak, that as we sing, that as we read from Scripture, that as we pray, that as we gather together, that God is wanting to speak to you. That if you're here this morning, God is wanting to speak to you. But will we listen in the way that he's wanting to speak to us? Will he Will we tune in to how he has prepared a message for us? 
in coming to the, this church, uh, there was actually a couple of churches that I was considering for where uh, he was calling uh, my family to be and me to be leading in ministry. And as part of that process, Katie and I prayed together. And as we prayed together about uh, where God was leading us, usually it's me that might hear us slightly more clearly from where, uh, where God is leading but in this moment as we prayed, I didn't really have anything. I had in my heart a, a, an idea of what it might look like uh, for the next years in us in ministry. But Katie got this picture and as she sat in this picture, she could see the details in this picture. Like when you close your eyes, you, you can picture something, right? You, you can see an image of something. She had an image of something uh, as she closed her eyes and she described the building and she described the doors and so there was these two churches that I was uh, choosing between and discerning where, where God wanted me. And she described the doors. So I got on Google Maps and I looked at Street View and, and I tried to look at the two different churches and what the doors looked like. And the, the first church was uh, really obvious. It wasn't this church and it didn't look like those doors. And I thought, okay, well, maybe it's not that. Maybe she's misheard from God. Uh, and then I went to look at the doors for this church and I couldn't see them on Google Street View. This is in the middle of lockdown and we had our, our radius and so I snuck just outside my five kilometre radius late at night and went for a walk here and looked at the doors and they were the doors that Katie had seen in the picture as we prayed together. And in that moment I knew this was maybe, even if it wasn't my plan, this is, was... God's plan. And so that gave me confidence to come here because I knew that as I follow God that he would do what he planned to do through me. And so that's why we're here as a family. Uh, the, the night in particular, uh, as I walked, it was windy. It's often windy down the stretch. And what I felt like God said to me in my heart was, I'm going to bring a new wind by my spirit in this place. And so every time I hear wind out this place, I'm reminded of that encouragement that God through his spirit was wanting to bring a, a fresh wind of life in this his church. In Acts 2, uh, the wind of the spirit comes upon the church to empower the church. And we see this happen. Uh, where it's explained the prophecy from Joel in two, Acts 2.17. In the last days, God says, I will pour out my spirit upon all people. Your sons and daughters will prophesy, that is, they will hear from God on behalf of other people and communicate that to them. What is God saying? Uh, and your young men will see visions and your old men will dream dreams. That is the time that we live in where you should expect that God might give you a picture uh, a, a dream is just a vision whilst you're asleep. Uh, a, a vision whilst you're awake is the same thing. Uh, so God would speak through words and images and dreams. That's something that we can expect. The, the God who we follow wants to shape and lead his church. As he birthed it by his spirit in this way, he wants to continue to grow his church in this way. And so what we're going to do this morning is we're going to look at Habakkuk. Uh, I'm sure you, no one here has named their child Habakkuk. <laughs> and you possibly never read Habakkuk in the Bible. I'm looking at page 762, uh, and I'm looking at chapter 2 of Habakkuk. 
And as I read from it, uh, I want you to pull out these keys that I'm talking about. It says, I will stand at my watch post and station myself on the rampart. I will keep watch to see what he will say to me and what he will answer concerning my complaint. Uh, the, uh, the prophet has been waiting for God for an answer. He's, he's made a couple of complaints to God. He's received an answer about one complaint, but he's still waiting in order to hear an answer on another complaint. And so where does he go? He removes himself from the busyness of life. He goes to a place where he knows he hears from God. He goes to his watch post. He stations himself there and he keeps watch. It says a little bit further down in, in verse 3, uh, if it seems to tarry, wait for it. It will surely come. It will not delay. He, he goes and he's prepared in order to wait for the voice of God to speak. And, and so the first step that, that's really helpful, I find, in helping people to hear from God is to quiet yourself down. Remove yourself from noise, from the busyness. Turn your phone on silent. Uh, turn the music off. Uh, go somewhere where you can actually be peaceful before God. If you've got lots of things on your mind, write them down. Write your shopping list down. Uh, quiet yourself down. If you've got sin that's sitting there, something that you've done wrong, confess it before God. Ensure that your heart is clean. And then the next step, which you're not going to find in the Old Testament, is to fix your eyes somewhere, to, to watch, uh, but to fix your eyes on Jesus. That's something we do as Christians. Uh, the simple way to do it, I find, is just to worship Jesus. Thank you, Jesus. I love you, Jesus. Thank you for who you are. Thank you for what you've done for me. And begin to thank Jesus for who he is. And that's a way of fixing our eyes on him. Maybe you're, you're struggling to connect with the person of Jesus. Uh, read, read one of the Gospels. Uh, read about Jesus. And as you're reading about Jesus, fix your eyes on that picture of Jesus that Scripture presents you. And so as you fix your eyes on Jesus, your, your eyes are fixed on the good shepherd that wants to lead you and call you. Uh, tune in. How is he wanting to speak to you? God, what do you have to say to me? God, what do you love about me? How do you want to encourage me? And then write it down. We see in Habakkuk 2, 2, the Lord answered me and said, write the vision Make it plain on tablets so that a runner may read it. Write the vision, make it plain on tablets so a runner may read it. When he's heard from God, he, he wants to write it down so that he can test it, discern it, uh, share it with others. I encourage people that, that if they feel like they have a revelation from God, sometimes you need to interpret it. Uh, when I get a picture from God, uh, I'll say, God, what does that mean? And then I might get another picture, and I'll not know what that means. And at the end of five pictures, I might have a theme. And I think, oh, I think this is what God's saying to me. Uh, so sometimes when, when I hear from God, it's the still, small voice. And, and when you hear from God and you tune in, it's tuning in, is, is this me? Uh, you're, you're sitting down and you're waiting on God. And you say, God, what do you want me to do? 
and then your stomach rumbles and you feel like pizza, well, well maybe that's because you're hungry. So, so learn to tune into to how God is, is wanting to speak. And often his voice, as we hear it, and it might just be something you almost hear inside of you, uh, like when you speak to yourself, it can sound like you, but it's generally uh, far kinder, far more loving. It leads you to life. It encourages you. Uh, sometimes I pray and I ask God for a scripture to encourage someone. And he gives me the scripture. I share the scripture. And the fruit of that is positive. I go, well, yeah, that, that, that was what God wanted to share. And so you can see how hearing from God can be useful because we have a whole book full of scripture here, but what's the one scripture someone might need to hear? What's the one encouragement that someone might need to hear? His spirit can lead us to that. So we tune in to what he wants to say and then we write it down. Sometimes I'll feel like I hear from God something and I'll write it down, but it won't be the time to share it and I'll sit on it for a while or I'll test it with someone else and I'll say, this is what I feel like God wants to say to this person. What do you think? And they pray about it and they discern, yes, this is what God wants to say. And they do it. We've been uh, talking and could you grab the, the pens and maybe if someone could help Kirsty hand out the pens and the paper. We, we've been talking about things we can do to surprise the world. Last week we talked about blessing people. Uh, through being generous acts of kindness, uh, words and encouragement, uh, gifts. Uh, so blessing people and eating with people. What I'd love us to do now is to just pause and talk to God. I'd love us to apply these four keys and ask God, who could I bless this week? And then ask God another question, who could I eat with this week? Well, what, what I tend to encourage people to do is as you quiet yourself down, as you fix your eyes on Jesus and you tune in and you ask him a question, God, who could I bless this week? If you bring someone to mind, just write that down. Go with your, with your first thoughts. And if you've got one person written down, you can then say, is there another person that you want me to bless, God? And if you bring someone to mind, write it down. Maybe he doesn't. Quiet yourself down. Quiet your own voice down. And fix your eyes on Jesus. Jesus, I love you. Thank you, Jesus, for who you are. And then tune into him again. Ask God, who, who can I eat with this week? And, and so we're going to have a, a little bit of a time of just listening to God. Uh, one of the things that I can find uh, really helpful... Uh, in, in terms of listening to God is uh, having some quiet music on in the background. I haven't prepped Kirsty on this, but Kirsty, did you want to just play some quiet piano music in the background? And so I'm going to pray for us, and then you're going to do these four steps. Quiet yourself down, fix your eyes on Jesus, tune in to what he might have to say to you, that is, ask him uh, these questions, and then write down what you feel like he's saying. And if you're struggling, just go back to fixing your eyes on Jesus and tune in to what he might have to say to you again. So, so Lord, thank you that uh, you want to speak to us, that as your sheep you want to guide us. Uh, we pray that this morning that you would open our, 
our minds, our hearts, uh, our beings to hear from you. Uh, Lift the limitation uh, that we might place on ourselves off of us, Lord, that we would uh, hear with new clarity. Thank you, Jesus, uh, for who you are and that you want to lead us by your spirit. So do that now as we pray in your name. Amen.